It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 83 for the week of August 21st, 2014, we're taking you back to your childhood, back to those memories, and even back in time. Because we're welcoming none other than Kristen Fairley here at the show. Kristen, who you may know from Road to Avonlea, the classic Disney Channel show, as well as the voice of the iconic little bear that we've all grown up with, the books and the television shows and movies. You also know her as Madeline, Total Drama, and many other things. And Kristen's going to talk in and talk about what it was like voicing this iconic character in Little Bear, being on the set of Road to Avonlea from the Disney Channel, her favorite memories from that, doing voice acting, conventions, and more, including what is she doing now, her clothing line, and all kinds of things, as we're going to welcome Kristen here at the show. In addition, we have the D-Team here. That's right, no show would be complete without the D-Team here at the show. You have questions, he has answers, and Aaron is going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We also have Paige back as she's going to bring you a very special magical music review. In honor of the late, great Robin Williams who passed away this last week, Paige is going to stop in and bring you a very special magical music review. We also have Caitlin here who's going to give you the latest from the Walt Disney World Resorts with WDW and 2. And let's not forget what just happened this week in Disney history as we have Nathan bringing all of that to you. We have tons of news hot off the D wire from the Walt Disney Resorts, video games, movies, Blu-rays, the Disney Channel, and all kinds of things within the Disney Company here this week. So all of you D-heads, before I kick into the show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. And Scott with DVC-Rental.com is going to help you save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World trip by helping book it through vacation points and club members and staying at those resorts that you've always longed to stay at. And that's at DVC-Rental.com. So all of you D-heads, we are here. It is the week of August 21st, 2014. Show number 83 so let's kick it off by going back in time and i'll be back a little bit later once a lonely caterpillar sat and cried to a sympathetic beetle by his side i've got nobody to hug i'm such an ugly bug then a spider and a dragonfly replied if you're serious and want to win a bride Come along with us to the glorious annual Ugly Bug Ball Come on, let's crawl, gotta crawl, gotta crawl To the Ugly Bug Ball, to the ball, to the ball And a happy time we'll have there One and all at the Ugly Bug Ball Why 
while the crickets clicked their tricky melodies. All the ants were fancy dancing with the fleas. Then up from under the ground, the worms came squirming around. Oh, they danced until their legs were nearly lame. Every little crawling creature you could name. Everyone was glad. What a time they had. They were so happy they came. Come on, let's crawl to the ugly bug ball. And a happy time we'll have there. One and all at the ugly bug ball. Caterpillar saw a pretty queen. She was beautiful in yellow, black, and green. He said, Would you care to dance? Their dancing led to romance. Then she sat upon his caterpillar knees. And he gave his caterpillar queen a squeeze. Soon they'll honeymoon. Build a big cocoon thanks to the ugly bug ball. Come on, let's crawl, gotta crawl, gotta crawl to the ugly bug ball, to the ball, to the ball, and a happy time we'll have there. One and all at the ugly bug ball. Cooper in their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that this spring. The Disney Channel's captivating saga about the lives and loves of a turn-of-the-century family continues. I had feelings, but you wouldn't care about that, would you? Because you only care about yourself. Recently named cable television's best dramatic series, share the passion and joy with an all-new season of Avonlea. I'd like to stand up in front of everyone and tell Olivia how I feel. That's a lovely idea. Set in Canada's magnificent Prince Edward Island, Avonlea follows the adventurous journey of the King family. There's some things in life, son, that you just have to put behind you. The family's matriarch is Aunt Hetty. Ah, out! Get out, Hetty! Ah. Alec, Janet, and Olivia provide strength and compassion. You could afford to listen to someone's voice beside your own. And there are the high-spirited children. It's a trip. Taking advantage of poor guests like that. He doesn't seem to be struggling. He must be breathing out of his ears. Joining the cast this season is special guest star, Christopher Reeve. Perhaps you won't be so pity when I'm done with you. More coffee, ma'am? Stop! Stop! You clumsy post! He's uh, harsh and abusive and hates children and dogs. So that's <laughs> all, all the qualities necessary for a villain. Plus, there's a special appearance by Christopher Lloyd. Ethelred, the unready, first... King of England. Perhaps you'll want to nap under that tree. Shouldn't I prepare my troops for battle, sir? Of course not. Why do you think you are called the Unready? It's a wonderful company, the kids, a wonderful idea for a script. And I was very attracted by the role. 
you're invited to experience the magic that has made Avonlea the most popular series on the Disney Channel. Hallelujah! Winner of the 1991 Parents' Choice Award and Ace Award winner for Best Dramatic Series. Join us this March for an all-new season of Avonlea, only on the Disney Channel. play now in the good old key of G. Zeke and Zim, Ted, a friend of our name, Tennessee. Zeke's twanging on banjo and a-tapping with his feet. A-banging on a dishpan with a real old country beat. Zim is sawing on the fiddle with a crooked hickory bow. When the spirit moves that room, he can make that fiddle go. He also plays the washboard with the handle of a hole. And Big Fred's playing mild harp. He plays it kind of sad. He never took a lesson. He just picked it up from Dad. And Lil' Old Tennessee Bear is a featured on the thing. Sounds just like a guitar, but it's only got one string. and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One sure thing the bear band's got is real old country rhythm. Yeah, clap your hands and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One sure thing the bear band's got is real old country rhythm. Hey, you guys, it's Kristen Fairley, the voice of Little Bear and uh, from the series Road to Avonlea, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 83 for the week of August 21st, 2014. And we're gearing up as we're going back in time. We're taking that road to Avonlea, hanging out with Little Bear and many other things as we have Kristen Farrelly stopping in here at the show very shortly. Now, before I jump into news hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, the latest news blogs, connect up with the D-Team, and more right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can find all these links right there on our website at DizRadio.com. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we have a jam-packed show. We have Kristen Fairley stopping in. We have the D-team. We also have a very special guest stopping in here later who's going to let you know how to save money on your next Walt Disney World trip and many other things. So, let's just jump into news hot off the D-wire here right now this week. And how about the D-23 Expo? That's right, the D-23 Expo for 2015, the ultimate Disney fan event. Tickets went on sale last week, Thursday. That's right, if you planned on going last week, Thursday at 10 a.m., the official Disney fan club 
and the D23 Expo tickets went on sale. It is taking place August 14th through the 16th, 2015 at the Anaheim Convention Center. Now this is the largest Disney fan event held in the world, and the D23 Expo celebrates all the wonderful worlds of Disney entertainment, uniting all parts of the Walt Disney Company under one roof, including Walt Disney Studios, Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm, the Disney Parks, the Resorts, Disney consumer products, media networks, I mean just it is all over the board. Now more than 65,000 Disney fans from around the world have gathered at the Anaheim Convention Center in 2013 for the third D23 Expo. Once again the Expo is going to celebrate the past, the present and the future of Disney with live events, celebrity appearances, panels, presentations, sneak peeks and all kinds of experiences. Now as in previous Expos, it's also going to showcase many of the latest stars in the Disney Universe, including a variety of people including Angelina Jolie, Chris Evans, Billy Crystal, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston and including many performances from Ross Lynch and many others. Now they are going to have a variety of different things with these tickets that you can purchase right now for the D23 Expo. Now they have the Sorcerer Package. Now this is going to include three-day admission tickets and commemorative Sorcerer credentials. Now it's going to have reserved seating at all presentations in the main hall for Stage 23 and Stage 28. They're going to have a limited edition D23 American Tourister boarding bag, as well as pre-expo tour of the Treasures of the Walt Disney Archives exhibit. There's a variety of different things here. I'm, I'm just touching base upon some of them. They're also going to have a Saturday morning meet and greet coffee with a special Disney guest, a fond farewell reception on the final day of the expo, as well as access to the Sorcerer Member Lounge with many packages. Now the Sorcerer Package is pretty pricey and it is available exclusively to Gold and Silver D23 members at $2,000 a ticket. Yes, you heard me right. It is $2,000 a ticket, but you get a variety of different things. You get exclusive shopping at the D23 Expo Dream Store and many other things. It's, it's pretty exciting. Now, if you want to find out more about this, if you want to attend D23, definitely check it out at d23expo.com for a full rundown of all the experiences, tickets, and more. And maybe you can just make it one day. It is definitely going to be worth your time. Now, moving right along in Disney news, how about Disney lighting up your holidays with all new DVD Frozen sing-along edition. Yes, you heard me right. If you haven't had enough of Frozen so far, how about on November 18th, you can experience Frozen, the hit musical comedy from the Walt Disney Animation Studios like never before in an all-new DVD full-length sing-along edition. Yes, you know, we haven't seen the last of Frozen, but now you can follow the lyrics with a bouncing Frozen snowflake. You can join Anna as she sets off on an epic journey, teaming up with the rugged mountaineer man himself, Kristoff, and a snowman named Olaf to find her sister Elsa, whose icy powers have trapped the kingdom of Arendelle in an internal winter. Now it's pure enchantment, it's full of fun, and this is a way for the whole family to interact. If you think you just haven't seen enough of Frozen so far, how about everybody getting in on it? You don't have to be a perfect singer, but you now you can experience it. I mean, it's just gonna be fun. I mean, seriously, it's gonna be fun. We can all sing along, not that we don't already know all the words to the songs, but now you can get it on November 18th, the all-new Frozen Sing-Along Edition, and it is gonna offer some extra bonuses as well. There's gonna be Breaking the Ice, which is all-new, a sing-along version of the film, the original theatrical version of the film, as well as Get a Horse, the Mickey Mouse short. Now you can find out more about this on the exclusive Facebook page at facebook.com slash DisneyFrozen, and that's getting released on November 18th. 
Now, since we are talking about a variety of different things here, let's talk about other DVDs and Blu-rays that hit this last week, and how about Bears? Yes, Disney's Bears is a fantastic Blu-ray. It captures the life of bears as part of the Disney Nature series. I myself loved it. I've talked about it in the past, so I'm not going to rehash it too much here, but it is fantastic. It is definitely crystal clear. It's great in glorious HD. It has a fantastic narration, and it is a great niche into the Disney Nature series. Now, also, there's also the Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted. Now, this is a fun film. It's more of a caper film, much like uh, the Muppets, uh, you know, the Great Caper or whatnot. You know, there's just, it's a great Muppet film. I am glad to see that Disney is reinventing the Muppets, bringing it for an entire new generation. And it's definitely fun. I love the cameos. The music is fantastic. And it's a great one. And you can pick up both of these this last week on Blu-ray. Expect reviews to be coming very shortly on the Disney website. Now, pushing right along here, let's get into some uh, vintage entertainment. And how about books? Yes. And how about the ears and bubbles? Now, you're wondering, what exactly is this? Well, how about TV's original dancing star, Bobby Burgess, shares a memorable moment in the all-new tell-all book, Ears and Bubbles. Yes, Bobby Burgess was television's first dancing star. Before Dancing with the Stars, he was cutting a rug, samboing, waltzing, tangoing, jitterbug, and many more on the Lawrence Welk Show for 21 years, from 1961 to 1982. Now, you're wondering, why is this connected to Disney? Well, we all know that Bobby Burgess was on the original Mickey Mouse Club. That's right. And now he has a behind-the-scenes book, Ears and Bubbles, Dancing My Way from the Mickey Mouse Club to the Lawrence Welk Show. Now, this was released this last week, and Bobby was recruited for the Mickey Mouse Club when he was just 13 years old and became one of the most popular Mouseketeers. He was best remembered for his dancing ability and his great big smile. He was 19 when he became a regular on the Lawrence Welk Show and brought the stylings of ballroom dance into millions of living rooms across the country every single week. Now, as Lawrence Welk said, I have never seen any trouble with Bobby because he was raised by Walt Disney. Now, you can learn what a net Funicello was really like, how Welk built the empire on a handshake, and family values, and many others. And this is his exclusive memoirs book. And you can find out more about this, Ears and Bubbles, My Way of Dancing from the Mickey Mouse Club to the Lawrence Welk Show at themeparkpress.com. Now, moving aside from books, and let's get back to the Disney Channel, since we were talking about Mouseketeers, which defined, you know, original Disney television. And how about Bird's Eye Vegetables and Disney teaming up to launch Vegging in L.A. with Laura Morano Sweepstakes? That's right, Bird's Eye Frozen Vegetables and the Walt Disney Company are teaming up to increase vegetable consumption among children in the United States. Now, the launch of this all-new joint initiative, the Vegging in L.A. with Laura Morano Sweepstakes, presented by Bird's Eye, is going to show kids that veggies can be fun, cool, and delicious. Now, the Sweepstakes is running through September 24th and features a grand prize trip to Los Angeles to veg out and enjoy a private dinner party with Laura Morano, one of the stars of Disney Channel's popular series, Austin and Alley, and a Bird's Eye chef. Now, as they've released, the collaboration between Bird's Eye and Disney is a perfect fit, as we're both fully committed to children's wellness and improving the vegetable consumption in this country. Now, given that 9 out of 10 children don't eat a recommended amount of fruits and vegetables, it is increasingly important to show kids and their parents how filling half their plates with vegetables is just not impossible, but it can be tasty too. Now, as they have officially released, the vice president of marketing for Bird's Eye said, we cannot wait to start the sweepstakes and get kids excited about eating vegetables one bite at a time. Now, if you want to find out more about this and how you can enter it and more and get that chance to hang out with the Austin and Alley star and also maybe get some great recipes for vegetables, you can visit Disney.com veggies. Now, moving aside from all that, how about getting interactive? And how about Disney Interactive and Harmonex announcing the pre-order bonus for the award-winning musical motion video game, Disney Fantasia Music Evolved. 
That's right, Disney Interactive and Harmonix announced this week that a pre-order bonus for the award-winning musical motion video game Disney Fantasia Music Evolved is now in motion. Now through October 20th, 2014, fans who order the game from participating retailers will receive a song bundle featuring tracks from popular artists, including Demi Lovato, One Republic, AVI, and more. Now, the song bundle will include three hot tracks, including Demi Lovato's rendition of the global phenomenon, Let It Go, Counting Stars, and many other from One Republic and EDM. Now, the breakthrough musical motion video game inspired by Disney's classic animated film Fantasia is going to be available worldwide on October 21st for $59.99 for Xbox One, and it's an all-in-one game and entertainment system for Microsoft as $49.99 for Connect users of Xbox 360. Now, it features over 30 tracks, including contemporary hits, classic rock, musicals, and more, and Disney Fantasia Music Involved transports players into a breathtaking world where music and magic combine to create interactive landscapes in entirely new ways. Now, like I said, there's a variety of tracks that are involved with this, including CeeLo Green, Elton John, Lordy, Bruno Mars, M.I.A., Nicki Minaj, Depeche Mode. I mean, just tons of them, and even including Mozart. I mean, there's a lot of great ones on here. Disney Fantasia Music Evolved is coming out on October 21st. And if you want to find out more about it, you can visit facebook.com slash Fantasia Game or youtube.com slash Fantasia Game. And finally, D-Heads, we have a lot of things on the horizon. A big, big show here this week. So I'm going to close out this first half of news here right now. But I am going to bow our heads in a moment of silence. Yes, this last week, Robin Williams. Yes, we all know him as the genie from Aladdin, as well as many other things. And I have my own memories of Robin Williams that I might share in a later show. We're definitely working on a memorial. And Paige is going to have a special magical music review later on here in the show. But how about Walt Disney's Twitter tribute depicts Robin Williams' genie in the stars? As they have officially released, we are deeply saddened by the loss of Robin Williams, a wonderfully gifted man who touched our hearts and never failed to make us laugh, said Disney's Robert Iger in a statement attached to the painting. An incredible actor and a comedic genius, Robin will always be remembered for bringing some of the world's favorite characters to life, from his zany alien on ABC's Mork and Mindy to the insatiable genie in Disney's Aladdin. He was a true Disney legend and beloved member of our family, and who will be sorely missed. We join Robin's friends and fans everywhere in mourning and offering our thoughts and condolences to his family during this difficult time. Now, we all know that Robin Williams had taken his own life this last week, and he surely will be missed. Let's just bow our heads for a moment of silence for the one and only, the great, somebody that has brought us many, many memories, many characters, and many other things, Robin Williams. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. You have questions, he has answers, and Aaron's going to answer those questions, and I want to know. We have Caitlin bringing you the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDWN2. We also have Nathan here with what's going on in the Disney Company with This Week in Disney History. We have Paige, a special guest stopping in later on How to Save Money, as well as Kristen Fairley, the voice of Little Bear, Road to Avonlea, Total Drama, Madeline, and more stopping in here as well. So with all that said, all of you D-Heads, I do want to remind you, DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by DVC-Rental.com, where you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World trip by booking it through DVC-Rental.com and enjoying the benefits of being a Walt Disney World Vacation Club member without having to be one. Definitely check them out at dvc-rental.com. So all of you D-Eds, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team, and uh, I will be back. You think I'm an ignorant savage You've been so many places I guess it must be so Still 
I cannot see If the savage one is me How can there be so much that you don't know? You don't know You think you own whatever land you land on The earth is just a dead thing you can claim But I know every rock and tree and creature Everybody around the world has said, why is this the last season of Avonlea? Why wouldn't you just let the show continue on? Well, there are a number of issues that are involved in it, but I think the most important reason is, is that uh, I've always had a feeling about watching television in general that um, when it risks becoming an imitation of itself, when it risks being a copy of a copy of a copy, then you should immediately stop because you only risk disappointing an audience after that. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Robbie Benson, the author of I'm Not Dead Yet and also The Beast. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Excuse my voice this week, but I'm a little under the weather. I also wanted to take a moment to send my thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of Robin Williams. I was so sad to hear of his passing. I grew up watching him perform, and he will be truly missed. Thanks for all the laughs. But on a happier note, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Natalie Johansson of Nashville, and she writes, I have a question about a Disney CD. I remember there being a dance mix of Disney songs. I know of the Mouse House one, but there was another one I came across, possibly an import. It had songs like Chim Chim, Mickey Mouse Club, and some others. Any ideas? Thank you so much. Well, it looks like the CD you're looking for is called Dance Dance Revolution Disney's Rave. It was released on December 6, 2000 under the label Avix Tracks Japan. It has such songs on it as It's a Small World Duckling Hardcore Mix, Electrical Parade Retro Future Mix, Mickey Mouse March, Chim Chim Cheree, and Zippity Doodah. The two CD set has 56 tracks in all and is available on Amazon. Our next question is from Toddy S. of the UK and he writes, Aaron and the D-Team, Summerween was a fun show. I am writing this hot off of listening to your recent show, so it's got me thinking about a variety of Disney films. Something Wicked This Way Comes is one of my favorites from growing up. A few things that crossed my mind was, is a remake still happening? Also, is there a soundtrack, score, LP, or CD released anywhere? And I noticed it says Jonathan Price in the credits. Is that Elizabeth Swan's dad in Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, I've always loved this movie from my childhood, and it's been way too long since I've seen it. Something Wicked This Way Comes is a 1983 Disney horror fantasy film directed by Jack Clayton from a screenplay written by Ray Bradbury based on his novel of the same name. It's the story of two boys, Will Holloway and Jim Nightshade, and a carnival. It seems to be just another carnival at first, but it's not long before the forces of darkness begin to manifest from the mirror maze and from the haunting melodies of the carousel, which can change your age depending on which way you ride it. The boys must save themselves and their families from Mr. Dark, who intends on taking their innocent souls. Well, rumor is that the remake is still on, but no date has been set for release yet. As far as the soundtrack, I found a limited edition soundtrack that is available on Amazon, but it's rather pricey. And you're absolutely right about Jonathan Price. He portrayed the governor of Jamaica, Weatherby Swan. Well, our final question this week comes from DisneyFan1267, and he writes, I have a question about Princess and the Frog. Are there any hidden Disney gems in the film that we all try to look for? Well, The Princess and the Frog is a great movie and full of Easter eggs. Here are several of them, but by no means all of them. It's always fun discovering other ones for yourself. 
Well, a bit after the movie begins, while the title song, Down in New Orleans, is playing, look for the magic carpet from Aladdin being shaken out on a balcony. As Mama Odie is digging through some objects, while singing Dig a Little Deeper, the magic lamp from Aladdin is one of the items tossed aside. During the Mardi Gras parade, look for a float with a head that looks like King Triton from The Little Mermaid. Riding on the King Triton Mardi Gras parade float are caricatured versions of John Musker and Ron Clements, the directors of Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, and The Princess and the Frog. Towards the end of the movie, the jazz band Lewis is playing with at Tiana's restaurant is named The Firefly the Firefly 5 plus Lou. <laughs> kind of a tongue twister. This is a nod to the Firehouse 5 plus 2 ragtime band from the 40s and 50s made up of Disney animation employees, including Disney legends Harper Goff, Ward Kimball, and Frank Thomas. Though most of its original members have passed, the band is still active and continues to play at Disneyland. And one last scene with Lewis with some swamp grass on his head is a pose that pays homage to the marvelous Madame Mim from The Sword in the Stone. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, hopefully with a better voice. Hellfire storms are coming, an electric storm to clean your streets and wash away your trouble. For every heart, there exists a wish. You ever play the numbers, Mr. Holloway? Hey. Never take risks. For every soul, there burns a desire. Boy, is up. Always was. It smells to me like we're going to have visitors. But never whisper your dreams, for someone might be listening. <laughs> and for every wish, there will be a price. For every desire, there will be a cost. My name is Mr. Dark. I advise you to respect it. Dad, please be careful. Will. Will. Uh, these boys I'm looking for. Perhaps you know them. Fine boy, fine. Both of them quite a credit to this little town, if you want to know the truth. I do want to know the truth, sir. 
And the truth is that you are lying. I am pricking up my thumb. Something wicked this way, God. Then rang the bells, both loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Where do you come from? The dust. Where do you go to? The grave. Yes. We are the hungry ones. Your torments call us like dogs in the night. And we do feed. And feed well. You tell me where the boys are hiding. And I can make you young again. Ray Bradbury's fantasy tale of light and darkness is getting closer. Something wicked this way comes. Kicks up at anything he hears. His back is brawny and his brain is weak. He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak. And by the way, if you hate to go to school, well, you could grow up to be a mule. How would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar and be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a pig? A pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face. His shoes are terrible disgrace. He has no manners when he eats his food. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude. So if you don't give a feather or a fig, you may grow up to be a hog. How would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. And be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a fish? Now a fish is an animal who swims in a brook. He can't write his name or read a book. To fool the people is his only thought. Although he's slippery, he still gets caught. And so if that's the kind of life that you wish... You could grow up to be a fish. You. How would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. And be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a goat? A goat? A goat is an animal with a whiskery chin. He can't keep him out or keep him in. He'll eat through fences, everything in sight. Even grannies, undies, and my brand new kite. So if you just think that reading is a joke, you could grow up to be a goat. And all the monkeys aren't in the zoo. Every day you meet quite a few. So you see, it's all up to you. You could be better than you are. You could be swinging on a Hello, this is Haley Mills, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. 
Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. We've got good news for Frozen fans. Frozen Summer Fun Live at Disney's Hollywood Studios has been extended through September 28th. The Frozen Fireworks Show will happen every night through September 1st, with the exception of August 23rd, the night of the special event Villains Party. And then it will be shown on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays until September 28th. For anyone excited about Disney's upcoming November release, Big Hero 6, it's been announced that the lead characters, Hero and Baymax, will be available for meet and greets at the park starting this fall. Keep checking in with us here at Diz Radio, and we'll be sure to let you know when the official dates are announced. In other perks news, you can now receive video of your journey, or drop, on the Tower of Terror. We're all totally used to seeing our PhotoPass pictures from the big moment, but this new technology will catch a clip of your reaction as well. If you purchase the Memory Maker package, your video will be received automatically, and it's only a matter of time until it's replicated at more of our favorite attractions. One last bit of news before I go. Ever wonder why Disney World doesn't have a true luxury hotel? Well, they've just acquired the Four Seasons Resort Orlando. This resort will have a Disney planning center in the lobby, character breakfasts with Mickey and Minnie on site, and fireworks view rooms, not to mention some amazing rooftop restaurants and bars. It's important to note, though, that Extra Magic Hours and My Magic Plus are not available when staying at the Four Seasons. It sounds like a pretty incredible resort, though. They even have their own private island. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. I find it remarkable to come back here 20 years later and find so many aspects, so many elements to this location that have not changed. It gives one a, a sense of a timeliness, a sense of passing of people who've come and gone. You look at this fence, it's probably been here a hundred years. Who knows, may stay another hundred years. Part of the, uh, part of the, the sense of time and passing that exists around this location. I think the rolling fields and, and the the kind of verdant aspect of this location, the kind of magical pines, the tall grass, and the house itself nestled in the corner here amongst all these pines makes it, or made it really unique. I found that the more we shot here, the more magical this location became. It became kind of uh, an emblem itself. It started to identify for an audience a kind of a, a magical world of escapism that I think is part of what makes the, the series so popular. The set eventually looked so real that citizens in the neighboring town of Uxbridge lobbied to have it preserved as an historic monument to attract tourists. But sadly, once the production was completed in 1996, the town of Avonlea had to be dismantled. Hey, D-heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. 
That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. And have a magical day. Hey there, D-Heads. Welcome back to another time-traveling fact-learning segment of This Week in Disney History. First off, I just wanted to give a respectful, well-earned shout-out and remembrance to everyone's flubberific genie, Robin Williams. Robin was a huge part of my childhood. His music and movies made an impact on my life, and my daughter as well is thankfully starting to pick up and learn all the amazing things that he did. Some of my greatest childhood memories from him included being taken to a city-based jungle trek through Jumanji, seeing Peter Pan relearn to be himself, and an all-powerful genie becoming an unlikely candidate's best friend. Here's to you, Mr. Williams. May you rest in peace and give us as much laughter and clenched stomachs as you did in this lifetime. We will never have a friend like you. On that note, let's begin our trip through Disney time and history. Let's go. In 1914, Starting out this week, British film director and Disney legend Ken Anakin is born in Beverly, Yorkshire. Ken is known for the Walt Disney live-action adventures, The Story of Robin Hood, The Sword and the Rose, and Swiss Family Robinson. Anakin also is a friend of George Lucas and was used as an inspiration for Anakin Skywalker's name in Star Wars. In 1924, actor Fess Parker, famous for his Disney role of Davy Crockett, is born in Fort Worth, Texas. In 1925, singer and TV host Mike Douglas, the singing voice of Prince Charming for the 1950 Disney classic Cinderella, is born in Chicago, Illinois. In 1929, Walt Disney is granted a trademark for the use of the image of Mickey Mouse in motion pictures. In 1939, today, August 14th, is Donald Duck Day at the 1939 New York World's Fair. In 1941, Walt Disney, his wife Lillian, and a group of Disney artists, later nicknamed El Grupo, departed California on a goodwill tour of South America for 10 weeks. Also, if you weren't aware and haven't seen it, Disney has a documentary out there named Walt and El Grupo, and you should definitely check it out, because it's a great watch. In 1942, Disney's fifth full-length animated feature, Bambi, has its U.S. premiere at the Radio City Music Hall in New York City. In 1945, Disney's Donald Duck cartoon, Duck Pimples, is released and directed by Jack Kinney. Also in 1945, comedic writer, comedian, actor, and director Steve Martin is born in Waco, Texas. Mr. Martin has a lot of Disney history to his name, and in 1950 his family moved to California, where he worked for eight years for Disneyland after school, on weekends, and during the summers. His many jobs included working in Merlin's Magic Shop on Main Street, and selling guidebooks at the gate. He was also greatly influenced by legendary Disney entertainer Wally Bogue himself. In 1955, U.S. Vice President Richard Nixon and his family, including his wife Pat and daughters Trisha and Julie, visited Disneyland for the very first time. Mr. Nixon quoted, A paradise for children and for grown-ups too. I don't know when I've had so much fun. Also in 1955, Chuck Abbott began working at Disneyland as a ride operator on the Autopia. After 36 years, he will become a foreman at Disneyland and named a Disney legend in 2005, which is a first for an hourly theme park cast member. Also in 55, Disneyland's Dumbo Flying Elephants opened in Fantasyland. In 1958, the grand opening of Disneyland's Alice in Wonderland Dark Ride took place with a ceremony hosted by Mr. Disney himself 
and Mouseketeer Karen Pendleton, dressed as Alice. Also in 58 at Disneyland, a motorized fire truck is added to the Main Street USA's fleet of vehicles. In 1959, Walt Disney read an article in the New York Times about the upcoming 64 World's Fair in New York and immediately saw an opportunity for his company, so he jumped on board. In 1962, Meet Me in Disneyland, which was a TV series broadcasted from the Anaheim Park, aired episode 10, This Was the West. In 65, Mary Adams of Solano Beach, California became the 50 millionth Disneyland guest. That didn't take very long at all. In 1976, actor Will Friedel, the voice is unstoppable on Disney Channel's Kim Possible, is born in Hartford, Connecticut. You may also know him as Eric Matthews on Boy Meets World, and for all you DC Comics cartoon fans out there, we'll recognize him as none other than Terry McGinnis, the futuristic Batman in Batman Beyond. In 1993, actress, singer, and dancer Allison Stoner is born in Toledo, Ohio. Stoner is the voice of Isabella on the Disney Channel original series, Phineas and Ferb. Her Disney credits also included Mike's Super Short Show, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, That's So Raven, and the Disney Channel original movie, Camp Rock. In 1994, the Concourse Steakhouse opens at Walt Disney World on the site of the former Concourse Grill and is located next to the escalators by the monorail station and Disney's Contemporary Resort. Also in 1994, as part of the reimagining of Future World, the Spaceship Earth attraction at Disney's Epcot Park closes. In 95, Disney's Mickey Mouse cartoon Runaway Brain is released along with the live-action feature A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Also in 95, the one millionth person attended Disney's Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. In 1996, Disney's Aladdin and the King of Thieves is released to direct-to-video. In 1999, Doreen Tracy, an original Masketeer from 55 to 58, appeared as a chat guest on Disney.com. In 2000, the Disney Magic embarks on its first seven-day cruise ever offered. The luxury liner previously had only offered three- and four-day cruises to its patrons. In 2003, Disney's The Lizzie McGuire movie is released to DVD, as well as Disney opening its newest attraction, Mission Space, lifting off with a soft opening located in Epcot's Future World, and its official grand opening will take place later that year in October. In 2004, Disney's feature film Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement, starring Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews, opened nationwide. Also in 2004, Walt Disney World and other anxious Orlando tourists bunkered down as Hurricane Charlie approached with 110 mile per hour winds hitting Central Florida. Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney MGM Studios, and Animal Kingdom all closed at 1 p.m., and it's the third closing in Disney World history. In 2006, after an amazing long run of nearly 13 years, Merlin performed his last Sword in the Stone show in front of Cinderella's Golden Carousel. Merlin had been challenging guests to pull the sword from the stone several times a day in Fantasyland since 1994. In 2007, Muppets Music and Magic, Jim Henson's Legacy, took place at the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, New York for three days total. Muppets, Music, and Magic, Jim Henson's Legacy was a traveling series of films, workshops, and discussions, and also featured many, many special guest puppeteers. Also in 2007, there's a slew of high school musical news, including Corbin Blue from High School Musical, appearing on ABC TV's Live with Regis and Kelly, High School Musical 2 debuting on Verizon Fios' Disney On Demand, and also High School Musical 2 being hosted at AMC Theaters in downtown Disney 
at the Disneyland Resort, the same day the video game High School Musical Making the Cut for Nintendo DS and the soundtrack are all released in the US. In 2008, the third new Mark 7 monorail Orange is delivered to Disneyland. In 2010, it's reported that Toy Story 3 has earned over $895 million, meaning that it completely swamped over Finding Nemo's $867 million worldwide, making it the number one grossing Pixar movie of all time. Also in 2010, the last tour to Endor special ticketed event was held at Disney's Hollywood Studios as part of the Star Wars Celebration 5 convention in Florida. The event allowed attendees and patrons a chance to ride Star Tours one last time before it closes to make room for Star Tours. The adventure continues, closing September 8, 2010. And also in attendance for this event was Star Wars creator George Lucas himself. In 2011, after months of closure and years of under new management, the birds and the flowers once again sang and sprang to life at Walt Disney World's Enchanted Tiki Room for a soft opening. The Adventureland Must Do officially reopened the following day. And speaking of Must Do Disney, be sure to check out our Diz Radio archives for show number 17 to hear a great show by none other than Stacey Aspot herself. And closing out this week in Disney history, in 2012, Walt Disney World opened its Lion King wing at Disney's Art of Animation Resort. This section of the resort, which was themed to the 94 animated movie, offered family suites and completed the third phase of the newest hotel in the Walt Disney World lineup. The fourth and final phase of this awesome hotel resort, The Little Mermaid, is going to be completed and open later this year in September. Well, that's it for Disney history this week, D-Heads. Thanks as always for stopping by and getting your daily dose of Disney history with Diz Radio. Thanks again, and I will see you real soon. Three creaky wooden stairs Those squeaky rocking chairs The well-worn welcome mat The lattice vines The happy times All I want to do when the day is through Is linger here On the front porch with you From the wicker swing While the night birds sing We'll watch the fireflies sparking do some sparking too How the hours fly As the moon drifts by How sweet the air As we stare at the sky
do some sparkling too. Some sparkling too. All the hours fly as the moon drifts by. How sweet the air as we stare at the sky. Steal a kiss or two on the front porch with you. The grand prize in their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Write down that piece. And you can get Little Bear in stores right now on video. Hip, hip, hooray! It's a big world for a little bear. A world full of adventure. Maybe you should come with me to the North Pole. New discoveries. Father Bear, the mountains are huge. Good friends. I'm Little Bear's friend Emily. I'm a duck. I'm Little Bear's friend too. And lots of love. For you are my little bear. When you have Little Bear videos, you can go as far as your imagination will take you. I'm going to the moon. Look for lots of Little Bear adventures on video. Come on. You'll find them at a store near you. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories, some of those might be from your childhood, your children's childhood, and many other things. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of you. If you're familiar with films like The Virgin Suicides, as well as Little Bear, and also great classic Disney shows like Avonlea, voice actress, actress, and more, we have none other than Kristen Fairley with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is our pleasure having you here on the show. I mean, your resume goes back, you know, I mean, all over the board, from voice work to acting and more. I mean, so many different things. I guess I always like to start it the same way, and it wouldn't be tradition without it. I guess, what got you into acting? Uh, well, my brother and my sister and I were always... Um, we were always performing. We were always little hams. We used to take our parents' video recorder, our camcorder, and uh, we used to, like, gather up our neighborhood kids and neighbors, and um, we just, like, make little, like, soap operas or, like, funny commercials and, like, ads for things. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's pretty much where we started. And then um, some of our parents' friends suggested uh, that maybe we get into acting and into commercials. And we also grew up in a small town that was famous for um, its music festival. So every kid sang at the music festival every year in the choir, and they uh, match you up with a duet partner and then sing a solo. So I guess we all got used to getting up on stage and performing for people from a really young age, and we just 
Loved it, so we stuck to it. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing now where you've done this, you know, it's your, it's your career, and it's a tough career to make it in, and you seem to have done that. And I guess um, with all of our Disney fans, we'll touch base upon the Disney stuff right away. There's a lot of things to cover here, but of course, Avonlea and, you know, great period piece. And I have to say, you know, I feel sometimes Disney Channel doesn't have those kind of shows like that of that caliber. But I guess with Avonlea, what was it like being on the set of that? I know you were younger at the time, but, you know, was it fun being part of this period piece and part of this kind of show? Oh, my gosh. Being on Avonlea was actually a dream of mine come true. My family used to watch the show every Sunday night, I think at 7. And uh, I I just wanted to be on the show so bad. It seems so so magical. Uh, And I auditioned for it several times for a lot of the other characters, like... um, uh, when they replaced Cecily and, uh, for Davy and Dora, the twins. I went out for Dora. And, uh, and then finally I landed the role of Becky Lester and it, it was, it was honestly a dream come true. And it was amazing because all the other kids were so fun and we all did school together on the set. Um, like in a trailer with a tutor and we did like gym class and stuff together but we had to like play lightly because we were all of course in like our little pinafores and and our um, our our set clothes but it was it was really an amazing experience working with all the kids and actually we used to pretend that uh, we used to we used to choose one of the little houses because there's an actual town of Avonlea, at the outdoor set where we filmed, and we all used to choose a house and we used to like sweep the porches and then like go over and visit our neighbors and stuff and uh, and pretend we actually lived in Avonlea. So it was pretty amazing. Well, you know, and period pieces; those are something that you know Disney is made upon. You know, from things like Pollyanna and all that. And Avonlea definitely had that uh, that flair, like Little House on the Prairie kind of feel and you know Avonlea has it's gone down in Disney history and people love it I mean even today I you know they're always picking up the DVDs and whatnot now I guess being on the set and all those fond memories is there anything that you know recall that is your absolute favorite episode to date uh, that you had fun filming it was just the absolute blast actually yes my favorite episode was uh, I believe that it was called Davy and the Mermaid and that was when the circus came to town in Avonlea and, uh, and Davy was like my little boyfriend at the time and a mermaid was a part of the, the sideshow. And uh, Davy was like madly in love, like head over heels with her. And, uh, and I was quite jealous, but that episode was so much fun and they set up like that, an old school, like of the time, Fair and Midway, and uh, and we actually all got to ride the Ferris wheel. So that, and I actually had one of my best friends since kindergarten visiting me on set. Uh, so we got to like go to the to the fair and the Midway together, and that was really cool. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing too, where I'm sure that I could only imagine, you know, being on a set like this, and like you said, it was almost like its own little town, and you know, riding this, you know, vintage, uh, I guess, circus and carnival coming to town and things like that. Now, um, you know, moving on from that, you've done so many other things, a lot of voice work, and of course, uh, you know, Little Bear. Everybody has to bring that up. Everybody loves the, uh, you know, the books, and I've read them to my children, and you know, people grow up with my my eight year old still loves reading Little Bear constantly. I guess, what got you into voice acting and landing that role? Well, um, voice acting was something that I, I'd i never really given a lot of thought to. I, I didn't even realize that I, I got to do it as an actor. So I was going for all my auditions 
auditions like I usually did. And then one day my agent said, you have an audition for a cartoon. Uh, no, my first cartoon was Madeline, uh, where I was the voice of Nicole. And that was an amazing experience. But uh, I was just one of uh, her little, Madeline's little friends. So I'd already had a little bit of experience in voice work. Uh, on that show, and it was a ton of fun. So when they asked me to read for Little Bear, I knew what was going on when I went into the studio, and I actually originally auditioned for Duck and Hen. And uh, I, I'd only read, I, when I was on Madeline, I just was a little girl, a little French girl, so I just used my own voice with a French accent. Um, but for Little Bear, it was the first time I'd done, like, characters that were like animals, and I really wasn't sure what I should do, so I just tried to sound kind of young and kind of like fun and how I thought like a curious little duck would be, and then I read the same voice for Hen, um, and then they asked me if I'd ever, um, they said they'd like me to read for Little Bear, and I didn't realize, I'd never read the books, I actually hadn't heard of Little Bear, so I was like, which one's Little Bear? And they were like, the show's called Little Bear. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I read the same voice that I that I did for, for Duck and Hen for Little Bear. And uh, after I was done, they gave me four of the original Little Bear books. And everybody was really excited. And they said that they'd be in touch with me soon. And then I got a call, I think a couple weeks later, that I was going to be Little Bear. So that, that's how it happens. <laughs> right. You know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where, you know, Little Bear has gone on in so many different families and traditions and passed down from generation to generation. Now, you said you didn't know who Little Bear was. Did you actually take the books home and read them then after that audition? Oh, I did. And they, I just loved them. I mean, Little Bear is such a pure spirit and he's such a happy positive bear and he has a great relationship with his his mom and his dad and all of his friends and he has such a, a vivid imagination and I just thought he was amazing. So uh, yeah, I read all the books and I loved the stories and then eventually um, on one of the first records it was actually it was actually the episode where Little Bear meets the whale. Um, Maurice Sendak came to the record and uh, I got to meet him. Of course, he's the the, the original illustrator of the books. Uh, and um, he actually drew a little illustration inside of each one of my little bear books for me. And uh, and he he was very happy with my my work as little bear. So. It was a pretty amazing experience, too. Well, you know, and something like that with having Maurice, you know, come and do that and getting a chance to meet him. I mean, you know, author of so many great things, too, like, uh, you know, Where the Wild Things Are and so many different things. I mean, uh, to this day, it has to be an honor for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I was I was very saddened with his uh, passing and I was actually I tweeted about it um, because he'd really been a big influence on me. And that was such a, a huge opportunity in my life. And I was actually featured in an article about people speaking on his passing, which was quite an honor to be uh, affiliated in any way with him. I mean, he was truly such a talent and uh and it's amazing that that a show like Little Bear will live on forever like in part because of his amazing work. Well, definitely, you know, and Little Bear continues to be shown, you know, every day. It's all over Nick constantly. I guess uh you know, with that, you know, is it the kind of thing where, you know, later on down the road, you're just excited to pass this on to your children as well? 
Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And I actually, I do, I'm a guest at a Fan Expo and Comic Cons um, in Toronto and around Canada. And the the fans that I meet of Little Bear range from little kids that are so cute and so excited to meet me to teenagers and kids in college and university that just are are so excited to meet me and can't believe that Little Bear's a girl to to people's parents that just want to thank me for um, being a part of their quiet time and their wind down time with their kids and, uh, and for Little Bear being a really calming and really positive influence in their life and everybody that I meet at every age of it that, that just loves and appreciates the show. I mean, it really, it's so touching. I had no idea that Little Bear had, had that far of a, a reach to people. And it seems to be, I mean, international. I've met fans from Brazil and all over the world that are just huge Little Bear fans even still. So it's it's pretty amazing. I didn't even realize he had that much of an impact on people. Well, definitely. I mean, I know my children alone. You know, they wake up and uh, they see if Little Bear's on TV and they love it. And like you said, they're very pure stories. Now, moving on from Little Bear, I mean, so many different things you've done in your career. I guess, you know, of course, you probably have things on the horizon and items like that as well. Uh, you know, I guess what what do you, are you currently on or where can people hear your voices or maybe see your face or things like that? Well, I have a few projects in the works and uh, a project that I'm involved in writing right now that I can't really speak about at the moment, but I'm really excited about about uh, what's what's coming up next for me. But mostly, uh, right now, I've been working a lot in voice. Uh, I'm currently the voice of Family Channel uh, here in Canada, which is just the best job. It's so amazing. And also, I get to know what's going on with all of the awesome kids' shows like um, Austin and Allie and Jesse and I Didn't Do It and uh, Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> so I feel like I have the inside scoop there. Um, and also, I just joined the cast of an amazing show called The Redonkulous Race. Uh, it won't be coming out for at least a year, but it's a spinoff from my previous cartoon, Total Drama Island. Uh, but I will be voicing a new character uh, by the name of Carrie that I think people are going to love. And I'm so excited for this show. Uh, it's just going to be crazy, even crazier, I think, than Total Drama, if that's even possible. So I'm really looking forward for people to, to see that. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, voice work seems to be keeping you busy. And of course, you know, pulling it full circle back to knowing what's going on with Disney and being part of that Disney family. And, uh, you know, total drama, that's another thing where it has a huge following. I mean, did that catch you off guard as well? Because, you know, I talk with, uh, you know, tons of people of all ages, and it's such a fun spoof of reality TV. Is that something that uh, what was your first thoughts, I guess, coming upon that? Well, I, I actually, once again, I was just blown away by the, the sheer love of Total Drama by all of the fans and especially people that are a huge fan of Bridget. I mean, I have people that I meet at the, at Comic Con and at Fan Expo that know more about the show and more about Bridget than even I do. So, <laughs> so the fans are diehard and they are amazing and, and they come and they hang out for, 
for the whole weekend at the cons. And, uh, yeah, like I said, they know way more trivia than I can even recall from our record sessions. So it was really shocking, but just so flattering as well. Well, you know, and speaking of all these, you know, Comic-Cons and things like that, uh, you know, people do love to meet a lot of people at these events. Have you ever come across just that one diehard fan that's going to be, uh, you know, whether that was for Little Bear, Avonlea, Total Drama, where you were just taken back and like, while wow, these people have taken it to the next step. Um, I do meet some pretty intense fans. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie there. We do have some people that uh are very they take their cartoons uh and their shows very, very seriously. Um but mostly I think the thing that gets me is the people that are are so excited to to meet me uh that they get a little choked up. It's mostly little bear fans. <laughs> they always everybody likes to meet me and say hello, but the little bear fans they wanna give me a hug and they wanna like cuddle up to me and it's very, very sweet. Um so that that's definitely um I guess it's definitely a plus to the job. <laughs> well, you know, when you attend these events, you know, you see so many different people. I mean, and I could imagine from all the different work you've done, like you said, you know, uh, people that are over the top and diehard fans. And uh, I guess next up would be somebody uh, showing up in an actual Little Bear costume, unless that's already happened. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. And it hasn't happened yet. And I wish that it would. That would be that would be amazing. I then I'd be the one cuddling them all afternoon. <laughs> now, now aside from voice work and acting and things like that, you also have you know things going on online as well. If you want to let the listeners in on that, I do actually. I have I have an online clothing store that's um, called Hate and Heartbreak. So you can find it at hateandheartbreak.com. And Hate and Heartbreak was born um, out of um, out of a movement to embrace the hardships in your life and overcome them and move forward. Uh, I was going through uh, a hard time in my life where I, I'd, lost, um, I'd lost a very close uh, family member to cancer, unfortunately, and, and I had some, some really heavy things going on that I hadn't really faced yet in my life, and I was just launching the online store, which is actually uh, an awesome collection. It started as an awesome collection of clothing from film and TV sets, uh, that have shot here in Toronto and in California and New York and um, all over. And I was trying to brainstorm a name that was uh, universal, that everybody could relate to, and that was positive and uplifting. And I just kept thinking, you know, it's so hard to to come up with something positive when I just feel so sad and so filled with just hate and heartbreak for for what was going on in my life. And I just thought, you know, that's honestly something that everybody can identify with, and it's it's when you embrace those hard times and move forward that you become stronger and you learn more about yourself than you than you knew before, and hopefully you move on in a, a more positive and more enlightened direction. So I just thought that name would be would be something everybody could relate to and maybe want to want to stand behind, you know, and and be proud to to show that you you move forward in your life. So that's why we went with the name. And we're currently expanding to carrying local band merch and a lot of amazing artists like uh, Curious Oddities. And uh, we're going to be working with an up-and-coming artist uh, named Kate Cooper, who is just one of the most amazing artists I've seen uh, to be working on our own clothing line that's, that's going to be launching, hopefully, uh, before the end of this year. So it's 
it's a it's a pet project and it's a lot of fun and I've always had a big love of clothing and I'd love to uh to share my my taste or my sense of style with people. Uh people are always asking, you know, where I got this and that, so I thought why not why not get it together and uh and help people get it. So that's that's hateandheartbreak.com. Well, you know, it's like you said, so many people have gone through so many different things in their lives, hardships. I mean, we all have, otherwise we wouldn't be human. And it's a good outlet, uh, you know, to get something out there, express yourself. And like you said, people ask all the time. So not only can they, you know, meet, uh, you know, Little Bear and Avonlea Star and Total Drama. Now they can say, oh, I love that. I love what she's wearing. I'm going to go get that too before I leave this con. Just hop online and buy it. Exactly, exactly. And that is the goal. And also, I mean, with Hate and Heartbreak, I mean, our our, our little club, we're going all the time and we just want to let people know like that we're here for you and we know you go through hard times and and uh, we just support those dark times and uh, and we want you to know that we're with you and you can get through it so that's our message and also why not uh, look great doing it and buy yourself something that you love that lets you you know forget the bad mood you're in and just move forward and feel positive so that's that's what we're trying to represent Definitely. You know, I mean, and so many different things. I mean, everything from clothing and voice work and acting. I mean, so many different things you've done and lent your voice to. I guess looking back, I mean, your career is far from even being close to over. But, you know, so many different things you've been part of, you know, with, you know, being, uh, you know, Bebar the Elephant, you know, being on that show and Little Bear and The Virgin Suicides, the classic film, as well as Total Drama and Avonlea. I guess looking back, is there any one moment from any of these where you look back and you're like, just wow you're just in total amazement or is it everything all together you know there's been many moments over the over the years of my career um like when I was selling the scarlet letter when I was younger it was the first huge hollywood blockbuster movie i'd been a part of and uh, it was such a, an expansive set and so many people all working to this common goal and and such a massive budget uh, that that was really mind blowing for me shooting on location for for two months in like remote British Columbia and then out in Halifax and all around Nova Scotia, and uh, there have been so many moments where I just felt so incredibly lucky. And I've got to say honestly, it's been happening more and more lately as I'm driving around downtown Toronto to my next voice gig. I just keep thinking, wow, I feel so lucky and so happy and so blessed to be to be working in this medium and to be using my voice to to spread messages and to to bring happiness to people and just to make a living i mean i honestly couldn't feel couldn't feel luckier um so i've i've really appreciated every moment of my career over the years even even the um the hardships and the times where maybe roles fell through uh, you know, after screen tests and that sort of thing, it's always, I mean, it all leads up to where you are today and, and how you handle those setbacks or those disappointments and it makes you who you are. So I feel, I just feel incredibly lucky almost every day <laughs> lately. So I'm really thankful for all of it, to be honest. Yeah, you know, and it's the kind of thing, like you said, it makes you who you are today and, you know, so many different things. I mean, working with such stars, you know, like Demi Moore and Robert Duvall and all these people over the years, I guess, uh, you know, looking at the two mediums, doing voice work and on-screen acting, is there one you prefer more than the other? You know, they're they're so different and they both mean so much to me. I don't think that there is. I think that I, I just love them both equally. Um I love being in the studio. I love every time I get the opportunity to sing, um, but also acting, it means 
so much to me and I love the the people that I get to portray and and bring truth to and bring them to life and and represent something that maybe I haven't experienced but other people can relate to and so I love both of them actually I always think the perfect role is um is Amy Adams in Enchanted because she got to be she got to be a princess and she got to be on camera and she got to be absolutely hilarious and she also got to voice uh, the cartoon at the beginning and sing all of those fantastic songs. That to me is such a dream role. And, uh, in life, uh, like I would love to be on camera. I would love to be a princess or involved in a Disney film, but it's been a dream my whole life to be like a Disney princess or a, a voice in a Disney movie. So I, I have to say I love voice or I, have, I love both and hopefully, um, Hopefully that's something that could be in my future. You never know. Well, definitely, you know, and like you said, you know, being a voice in a Disney film, whatnot, everybody, you know, all voice actors long for that, that one thing to knock off their bucket list. But hey, you know, you were part of a classic Disney television series that people still love and they love it. Like I said, as much as uh, everything from Summer Magic, Pollyanna and Avonlea is right up there with all those as well. So I guess in closing, we know you're busy. We don't want to keep you too long. So many different things on the horizon. I guess for all of your fans listening, in from your entire career is there anything you'd like to leave out there for them as you know final lasting words from Kristen oh goodness I just want to say thank you to everyone that supported me uh, and enjoys my work and uh, and and keeps up to date with me on Twitter and Facebook and everything that I have coming up it just means the world to me that anybody uh, is a fan and and wants to see more from me because I mean it just the opportunity to work in a creative field is just you know, it's not something everyone gets to do, and I never, ever take it for granted. So I just want to say thank you, and and uh, I hope you like whatever I've got coming up next. And stay in touch on Twitter and Facebook. Definitely. You know, and you never know. We're going to hold out and hold our breath for that, that per- one person who's going to show up in a little bear costume. <laughs> well, I will, I will call you guys and let you know if that happens. I'll send pictures. Well, you know, Kristen, it was our pleasure having you stop in and, you know, chat with us, talk with us about all these different things. And you are being a part of so many people's lives that are going to be passed down from generation to generation. You know, like I said, from Avonlea and Little Bear and uh, all the great things that you're a part of. These are things that play big roles in uh, childhoods and parents passing it down to their children and more. And, you know, I guess thank you from our listeners and ourselves for, you know, passing these down to everybody. And thanks for stopping in here this week. Oh, my goodness. What an honor. Thank you very much. in an unexpected visitor. I'm caught! I have you now. 
and Sarah steps into a world that time forgot. This cursed house is full of heartbreak. Who will save her from this haunting curse? Miss Lloyd may be in trouble. Where is she? On the next Avonlea. my D-head friends, Paige here with a new Magical Music Review. As some of you may have heard, this Monday, August 11th, we lost an amazing Disney and Hollywood legend, Robin Williams. You may know him from a variety of shows and films, but for me, he has always been the lovable genie of the lamp from the 1992 animated classic, Aladdin. Directors John Musker and Ron Clements pitched the idea for Genie to Mr. Williams by using one of his comedy records and combining it with some rough animation from Genie's animator, Eric Goldberg. Watching his recording sessions are some of the funniest moments released at Disney backstage. Genie is a comedic character, but he also has a lot of heart. One couldn't expect anything else from Mr. Williams. In his honor, this week I'm focusing on the soundtrack from the great film. With the music written by songwriter duo Alan Macon and Howard Ashman, and the addition of Sir Tim Rice after Mr. Ashman's passing in 1991, the score earned its place in the Disney Music Library with Academy Awards and Grammys. In 1993, previously unreleased scores, demos, and songs were released within other Alan Macon and Howard Ashman films in a box set called The Music Behind the Magic. Now a hit Broadway musical, it's not hard to see why the music still lives on. So grab on carpet, hold on as we dive into the music library, and remember our beloved genie with the music of Aladdin. There are many great songs in Aladdin, but three in particular stand out in my mind. To start, say hey, hey to Prince Ali. Written by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman, the song begins with a triumphant trumpet fanfare. With the use of high and low brass, percussion, and woodwinds throughout the song, Mr. Williams' voice is complemented nicely with the instrumentation. The song is a good representation of his creative vocal talents. For anyone unfamiliar with the film, the song is Aladdin's introduction into Agrabah under his new identity, Prince Ali. It's a good representation because Mr. Williams does change his voice quite a bit during the number from an elderly gentleman to cute little animals to a dancing woman. In other words, he's very bizarre, but he's still very good. Along with the chorus, the song is upbeat in tempo and dynamics. Ring the bells, bang the drums, and enjoy. Genuflect, show some respect down on one knee. Now try your best to stay calm. Brush up your Sunday salon. Then come and meet his spectacular coterie. Prince Ali, mighty is he, Ali Ababwa. Strong as ten regular men, definitely. He faced the galloping hordes. A hundred bad guys with swords. Who sent those goons to their lords? Why, Prince Ali. He's got 75 golden cans. Don't they look lovely, June? Fabulous, Larry. I love the feathers. When it comes to exotic type mammals, has I'm telling you, it's a world-class No Disney musical is complete without its love song. Written by Mr. Mankin and Tim Rice, A Whole New World won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. 
and the Grammys for Song of the Year, Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals for the Pop Cover during the Credits, and Best Song Written for Visual Media. The song starts with a beautiful piano, followed shortly with a solo flute, clarinet, and a staccato plucked string instrument. They are then joined by chimes, a suspended cymbal, violins, and a harp. The lyrics for the pop version are sung by Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell, but in the film they are sung by Brad Kane and Leah Salonga. Miss Salonga is also known as the singing voice of Mulan. One of the most popular love songs in the Disney Music Library. Take a minute and enjoy. Take you wonder by wonder Over sideways and under On a magic carpet ride A whole new world A new fantastic point of view No one to tell us no where to go Or say we're only dreaming A whole new For our final selection for this week, it's time to look at Mr. Ashman's jazzy number, Friend Like Me. It was nominated for an Academy Award and a Grammy, but lost to a whole new world. The song is inspired by Cab Calloway. Once Mr. Williams was cast, Mr. Ashman retooled the song to be more of a comedic pop culture song. The song is Genie's introduction to Aladdin. He shares that he could do almost anything for Al with his three wishes. With this being the first big introduction for Mr. Williams and his humor and style, the audience immediately warms up to our big, lovable blue friend. With a lot of rest and percussion, the song is very uplifting. Sit back and enjoy. Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Sherry's out, he had a thousand tails. Master, you in luck, cause up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. Some heavy ammunition in your can. You got some punch in the Yahoo and house. All you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Lancer, what will your pleasure be? If you take your order, jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> Life is your restaurant, and I'm your manager. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir, we pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shine. Say what you wish, it's yours. True dish about a little more boggle As I'm a column A, try all of column B. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. No, my. No, no. The little hat. Can your friends go? Woo! Look at here. Can your friends go? Abracadabra. Let it rip. And then make the sucker disappear. So don't you sit there, smack your bony hide. I'm here to answer all your business plans. You got me bona fide, certified. You got a genie for a child of the past. I got a power bar to help you out. So what you wish, I really want to know. You got a list that's to be 
three miles long, no doubt. Well, all you gotta do is rub like so. Oh, Mr. Aladdin, sir, have you shot two or three? I'm on the job, you big nabob. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a So it goes short and sweet, and you've reached the end of our time together. I hope you've all enjoyed this week's magical music review. Enjoy the rest of our show, D-Heads. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, feel free to drop me a line at page at dizradio.com. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great rest of your week, D-Heads. Hey, Jeannie, take us out. Here's an emergency. The exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. This is Jerry Reese. You are listening to DizRadio.com. All right. One, two, three. If you've just been wishing I'd go in fishing and you're still on the shore. Grab your camping gear and meet us right here. Got all kinds of fun in store. It's time for a vacation for some rest and relaxation. Get your cares and join our fairs and great outdoors. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to ease your soul. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors to keep you from going old. If your mind's been hazy and you're feeling lazy and down on all fours, then join us bears and suck up some air in the great outdoors. Welcome to the Country Bear Vacation Holdout. Got out my old camp t-shirt. Still fits, kinda, and I'm raring to go. How about you, boys? Just lead the way, Henry. All right. Melvin. Wake up! Oh. <laughs> the way you're always hibernating, you must be part bear. Oh, heck, I'm only part moose as it is. Here we go! Us bears, we do love nature and tramping through the woods. Us bears, we do love fishing every hour if we could. Us bears, we do love singing in country harmony. And if y'all won't join us, we'll chase you up a tree. Now that's real country, boy. All right, all of you Disney fans, I'm back once again, and it has been one large show here this week. Everything from Kristen Farrelly, all kinds of news, the D-Team, and more. And you may have caught last week with our Summerween show that we had somebody new that we mentioned here on the show, and that was an official sponsor here at Disney On Demand. And with us here this week is we wanted him to introduce himself to you, not just us, you know, plug in a name and things like that. You know, this is somebody that we've used from experience. Uh, he, he booked our last trip, he helped hook us up, and uh, with us here right now to stop in 
joining here at the show and introduce himself to you is none other than Scott of DVC-Rental.com. Stopping in here, and uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on, Jonathan. You know, it is our pleasure having you on. You know, it's the kind of thing where now you're part of the show, and, you know, we want everybody to know, you know, what is DVC-Rental and that kind of thing. And like I said, we're talking from experience here. I guess with that said, you know, I guess what is DVC-Rental? Well, what we are is we're a DVC points broker. So when Disney Vacation Club members can't use their points to stay at the deluxe resorts for that year, we help them uh, rent out their points to uh, people out there who are looking to go on a Disney vacation. And typically, you could save probably around 50 to 60% off of Disney's prices for the identical rooms in the nice villas that they have. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where I'm sure many people have thought of you know, wanting to become a, a DVC member. You know, there's many people out there who, you know, they love the resorts. Like myself, I, you know, I really would love to stay at Grand Floridian one time, and DVC, you know, membership is a way to do it. Now, with saving that kind of money, that's the kind of thing where just anybody who isn't a member looking to go down there, you know, they can they can go to your site, check it out, and actually stay in one of these villas, right? Correct. You don't have to be a DVC member to stay in the rooms. Um, any, anybody can do it. Again, it, it's, it's a great way to... The same rooms that are typically, you know, five, six hundred plus dollars a night, really beautiful rooms that most people normally can't afford. And also, if you're debating about becoming a DVC member, this is your example. This is your way to kind of take it on a test drive. You know, if you're not sure if it's right for you, renting the points is a great way to sit there and just go out and just try to figure out if the BBC process is what you want to do. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, like I said, there's many people who have thought about, you know, you always see the kiosks at the Magic Kingdom or uh, Hollywood Studios and everybody's always interested in it, but it's also a way where it really gives you that sense of these are rooms that you'll never be able to stay in any other time, correct? Oh, a- absolutely. And and also, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they see that there's a great discount when you, you buy into Disney Vacation Club, but it's a lot of money to put down and it's a lot of people don't sit there and they're thinking, I don't know if I want to be locked in for the next 40 years going to Disney every single year. So this is a great way to get all the benefits of a DVC member, but again, much less price because you're only renting the points for that one year. So there's not that initial outlay of cash. Well, you know, and this is the kind of thing, too, where if somebody wants to, you also have, like, a calculator. You know, we've seen them on sites before, and, you know, some people probably just don't understand how the process works. Now, you can actually go ahead and, you know, kind of figure out how many points it is, and then from there, calculate how much your trip is actually going to cost, right? Yeah. I, I would say a lot of people get a little confused with the whole points thing. So the best thing is to go to our website. It's, again, as I mentioned before, it's www.bbc-rental.com. And in the right-hand column of every single page, we have a points calculator. You just put in which resort you're looking for, which dates you want, and it gives you the amount of points right there. And we charge $14 a point, so all you have to do is multiply it by 14, get the total for the room. So, you know, you never have to worry about, you know, trying to figure out the prices or anything. You know, we've got it. The calculator is updated through this year, all through 2015. So at any point, anybody can go in there and see exactly how much any room will cost for you. There's no, no other taxes or or anything so it's, it's very simple to use now i guess you know with that you know there's so many different things all over the web you see a lot of uh vacation planners and booking vacations and things like that and you know doing vacation club is an entirely different thing i guess uh, what made you want to start dvc dash rental i guess was that just more of a love a vacation member yourself i guess what kind of drew you into wanting to go this route of you know helping people uh you know kind of use sell their points so they don't get wasted and helping other disney fans well, I bought into DVC around nine years ago, and I really enjoyed it. 
And what would happen is at, at my job, if I had extra points, I, I always had, I'm sure you understand, I'm sure it happens at your job as well. Everybody knows you as the Disney guy. So they come to you with all questions, and they, they knew that I was a DVC member. So whenever I had extra points, I always had a line of people who were looking to, you know, use the points for me and, you know, rent them out. And I sat there and said, you know, there's, there's a good market here. You know, this is something that can really help people. So instead of just renting out my personal points to, you know, my coworkers and friends, I started this company and it's helping everybody out. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, then, where, you know, it does help everybody out, especially, you know, there's many people with not just Disney Vacation Club, just, you know, when you're working in timeshares and those kind of things in general, can't take a vacation or you want to go somewhere else and you just don't want them to go to waste that year. So it really does, you know, help everybody all around. Now, since you did, uh, you know, first start this and things like that, I guess, are there many unique stories and testimonials where you have the same repeat customers who aren't Vacation Club members, but they continue to come back every year and, you know, rent points from you from other, you know, Vacation Club members? Oh, yeah. I have people who've probably done six or seven trips with me so far. They, they come back year after year. I've got one lady who has just come in recently, but I think has already booked three or four trips for this year. She she lives down in Florida and just loves going to Disney, and, again, she just keeps coming back to us. <laughs> and we, we don't mind at all, and she, she's thrilled with us because she's saving a ton of money. It's Again, it's, it's a win for everybody. BBC members are happy because they, they're renting out their points that they weren't going to use and getting you know, like more than double their maintenance fees. I obviously make the money in the middle, of course, or else it would be the worst business ever. And the, the, renter, out, the, the renter out there is saving 60% off Disney's prices. So, I mean, you know, when we do these transactions, I mean, everybody's thrilled. I mean, it, it's a great feeling knowing that everybody in the whole transaction is happy. Nobody's upset. It, it's, it's a great win. Well, you know, and with that, too, you know, there are many times, too, where I've come across it where you're looking to book points. Um, and there just isn't anything available. I mean, that does happen. You know, I kind of contacted you, never heard of you before, anything else, first contact, and was, all right, well, there's no points available for that time, and I was trying to get in, but that's going to lead me to, you know, you also booked just regular Disney vacations as well, which you helped us out with, because points or no points, we were still going down to the Magic Kingdom, and you can do that as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just it was, it was smart to, to become a travel agent as well, because, while the DVC is going to give you the best bang for the buck and the real savings on everything, as you stated, a lot of times, you know, these rooms sell out fast because everybody wants them, and people are still going to go to Disney. So we're set up as a full travel Disney travel agent as well, so we can book any rooms, values, moderates, deluxes. Again, sometimes there's some DVC rooms that are available through Disney that aren't available on points. You know, cruises, adventures by Disney, we can do everything, dining, tickets, we, we do it all. We try to be a one uh, all in one shop for everybody. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, like I said, it definitely helped us out. You know, I mean, we're looking to, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, renting from a vacation club member at some point. But, you know, you helped us, you know, we were in that pinch and, you know, there we go. We were staying at the, you know, Caribbean Beach. It worked out great. Um, you know, so it's good to know that everyone has that kind of flexibility and option. Now, I guess with that, too, you know, everybody is always looking for the deals. And, of course, you're already going to save 50 to 60 percent. And, y you know, all of you D-heads, as much as... Uh, I, I put that radio voice on. I'm not trying to make it sound like a sales pitch. I'm, I'm talking from somebody who actually used uh, Scott's services here. I guess with that, uh, is there any other deals and things that are on the horizon that people can still get in on? Well, I mean, again, besides the regular deals that we normally have, a lot of times the people, again, these, these points that DVC members have have expirations as well. So a lot of times we'll get last-minute points in that we're also discounting on our on our. Normally, the best way to find us is on our Facebook page if we've got discounted points. So, I mean, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, Pinterest, we're, you, you know, we have a YouTube channel. We are all over the place. 
And if, if you want to sit there and try to find even more amazing deals, I mean, face the, try to become friends with us on Facebook. We're at a DVC-Rental webpage. And, again, we go over that point for $14 a point, which is, again, still 60% off. I mean, there, there are times we've had to rent out points for $4 a point just to get rid of them. To help the DVC member out, they called last minute and said, we've got points that are expiring in a few weeks. And, I mean, there were, there were times people were staying at Animal Kingdom or Old Key West for literally, like, $40 a night for those discounted points. Well, it's one of those things where they want to follow you on Facebook and get connected because those are the things where I'm sure as soon as you post them, if you're not a friend on Facebook or things like that, it's going to get swept away, you know, it, it, literally probably within minutes or within the hour it's posted. Oh, yeah. We've got those discounted points. Sometimes, I mean, they can be sold out within 15, 20 minutes. So, I mean, I, you know, you, you don't want to sound like the salesman here, but you, it's one of those things that you definitely want to follow us on Facebook because that's the first place I always – I. I put any discounted points, any deals we have in. Somebody is, we have a couple things on there right now on our Facebook page that people have uh, confirmed reservations. They've already booked rooms over Thanksgiving. They've already booked rooms at, the Christ, at Christmas time where everything's already sold out, but they can't go now. And we're just helping get rid of those points for them, and those things can go fast. Definitely. I guess with that, too, I guess moving aside from all that kind of stuff, I guess with uh, Halloween and Christmas and all the holidays, I guess, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party or the uh, Very Merry Christmas Celebration? I'm going to split my answer here. Of the two parties, I think uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is definitely the better party. However, I'm a big Christmas guy, and I love the parks at Christmas. I love the decorations and everything. I mean, the playing the Christmas music throughout the parks. So party itself definitely goes towards Halloween, but I, I, I love the Christmas decor all around the resorts and all around the parks. Okay, that's that's a fair answer. You know, I I myself I love the I love the Halloween time. Of course, you know, with us doing summerween here at the show, so <laughs> of course we love our Halloween here. But uh, I guess with that, you know, uh, you know, thanks for stopping in, taking the time. All of our D heads out there, the newest uh, uh, sponsor here at DizRadio.com. You know, you can visit him DVC-Rental.com. You can also find you know links directly on our website. Find them on Facebook. You can find them everywhere. Save up to sixty percent. You know, we've all longed to, you know, stay at those places and this is your chance to do it. So, you know, thanks for, you know, coming on board and being part of the show, Scott, and I guess introducing yourself to everybody here now. And I'm sure it's not the last we're going to hear of you here at the show stopping in now being a sponsor here. But thanks for stopping in and uh, any closing words for all the D-heads out there? All, all I could possibly say is that, you know, thanks for having us on. I mean, I used to be one of those guys who would look at those beautiful resorts and say, there's no chance I will ever stay there. And honestly, with, with renting the DVC points, you, you can do it. I mean, I used to look at Boardwalk at Animal Kingdom and say, it's, it's, with, it's not within my range. And with point rentals, it, it, it makes it much more accessible for everybody. So, again, thank you, everybody. I look forward to hopefully being on here again in the future. And uh, Disney fan for life here. <laughs> Caliph, Rajal Istik, Expialid, Ocious. Oh, that's not a word. Of course it's a word. And unless I'm very much mistaken, I think it's going to prove a rather useful one. When trying to express oneself, it's frankly quite absurd to leaf through lengthy lexicons to find the perfect word. A little spontaneity keeps conversation keen. You need to find a way to say precisely what you mean. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious 
If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super califragilistic, expialidocious. I'm little, 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 I'm delight. It doesn't I'm mean little, anything. Little, it can mean exactly what you want it to. When Stone Age men were chatting, simply granting would suffice. Now if they'd heard this word, they might have used it once or twice. That's right. I'm sure Egyptian pharaohs would have grasped it in a jiff. Mm -hmm. Then every single pyramid would bear this hieroglyph. Oh, supercalifragilistic, expialidocious. Say it and wild animals would not seem so ferocious. Add some further flourishes, it's pseudococococious. On their mighty monoliths. Oh, yeah? The ancient Greeks, I'm certain, would have used it in their myths. I'm sure the Roman Empire only entered the abyss because those Latin scholars never had a word like this. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. If you say it softly, the effect can be hypnotious. Check your breath before you speak in case it's halitocious. Oh, bird. She may be tricky, but she's bloody good. So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. Pick out those 18 consonants and 16 vowels as well. And put them in an order which is very hard to spell.
Alright all of you D-Heads, I'm back once again. I hope you enjoyed this week's show for the week of August 21st, 2014. All kinds of fun. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Kristen Fairley for stopping in here at the show. You have played a part in many people's childhoods as well as for me passing it down to my children as well. Little Bear, the Road to Avonlea, so many great things. I know we're going to be expecting a lot more out of you in the upcoming years and hopefully see that Little Bear costume at a convention. Thank you once again for stopping in here at the show. I'd also like to thank Scott of DVC-Rental.com for stopping in and talking about how you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World trip. Definitely check him out at DVC-Rental.com. And also, I'd like to thank the D-Team. Without the D-Team, you'd have to listen to me ramble all show long. So thank you to the D-Team. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website and email them directly, connect up, and really get to know all the team behind DizRadio.com. And most of all, I want to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason that we come at you every single week with new shows, celebrities, and more. You are the reason that we make it all happen. So thank you, all the D-Heads, for making the show what it is. We truly are humbled and honored to be able to bring these shows to you every single week. So, all of you D-Heads, before I let you go, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, all the past shows in our archives, our lifetime of Disney Player, the latest news blogs, connect up with the D-Team, and more right there on our website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And you can find all these links, once again, on our official website at DizRadio.com. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have another great show that's going to be stored for you next week here on show number 84. As we're getting that much closer, it's Labor Day weekend. Everyone's going to be having fun, barbecuing, having a blast for that last hurrah before many kids go back to school. We're going to have a special guest stopping in here to help us celebrate going back to school in the fall season. So all of you D-Heads, until then, take a road to your childhood in those magical memories of Disney Channel, Little Bear, and many other things. And until next week, as I always say, if you get busy, as things get crazy, never neglect family for business. Until next week, D-Heads, I'll catch you online. Well now, ain't this an elegant neighborhood? All the residents dress so fine. One day off the boat am I with a job that's nearly mine. Tis a job with an elegant millionaire and his elegant family. Today I move from immigrant to high society. Now you may call that luck, and you may call it fortune, but me, myself, I call it fortuosity. That's me byword. Fortuosity, a me, a twinkle in the eye word. Sometimes castles fall to the ground, but that's where four-leaf clovers are found. Fortuosity, lucky chances, fortuitous little happy happenstances. 
everywhere I see That every bit of life is lit by property Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.